0: told me you're about to hit record whereas normally
1: i just normally rip that band-aid off
0: (laughs) normally i'm just waffling along (laughs) and you and yeah you give me the wink Ah, we're recording
1: i guess my logic there is because we don't have an intro music yet
0: i kind of i kind
1: of use that little bit of you pre-conversation kind of almost as our intro yeah yeah like that nailed it
0: nailed it (laughs) so uh, so go on and let's let's start well no you you, you start no, I'm not starting I'm not, I'm not going starting I'm
1: gonna shut um, up <laughs> I was riding my bike the other day funny that I seem to be riding it a lot at, at the moment smashing the miles um and I'm, I must either I'm picking the wrong routes or I'm riding at the wrong time or something but I seem to ride um what's the way to describe it um I pass a lot more cyclists coming towards me than I overtake or that overtake me. Right. If that, yeah, that yep. makes sense. So, yeah. Um, and in a lot of people riding towards me, I've got some time to look at them while they mm-hmm. ride towards me because mm-hmm. you've got not a lot else to do on a bike. Um, and I'm aware that people's posture on a bike is pretty poor. Um, mainly to do with shoulder and head placement. Now, I understand it's not a very biomechanically correct position anyway. Like it's not a very natural position to be in, but people seem to be making it worse. Um, so like dropping the head as far into the kind of the being as possible so that the shoulders protrude up, mm-hmm. um, I guess in an attempt to take pressure away from um, some muscles that are, you'd use for supporting. So I'm, I'm I'm guessing it's people that are kind of new to cycling. But then it starts to raise the question of like, how does someone become aware that their posture might be bad? Or is it that whole thing of you need someone to kind of from an outside source to kind of say it, that whole thing of like, remember, you drag your right foot when you walk. Remember that one. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking it might be that thing again, because for someone to have bad posture over a long period of time, that's them just not being aware of it. And most people don't actually really care, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, so uh, that that's a great point. Most people don't care. No, they do. They they <laughs> uh, they don't appreciate even if there is significance to poor posture or not. Yeah. Um and, I, I mean even even I I'd, I'd probably argue that even in the fitness industry it, it's a questionable. It's not like a black and white across the board everyone's banging on about posture all the time. Like there's technique.
1: Mm, but not posture. But
0: not necessarily posture.
1: But why not? Because posture is posture's so important.
0: Uh you know, there's 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 all sorts manner of studies with regards to whether posture directly affects pain and and all these kind of mm. ideas. Um you know whether optimal posture is a, a given in terms of improving your performance and all these kind of things. Mm. So there's there's lots of uh, studies to show it either way. Mm. Um, certainly, just from a from an energetic perspective, mm. I think posture is important. You know, and uh, the the again, an easy like the slump test. Mm. So the position you're talking about, you know, where where someone's obviously there, relatively speaking, they're already th- being thrown into a hunched position. Mm. Mm-hmm um which then compromises you know positions of shoulders head mm. and obviously on a on a bike you want to be looking up mm. so even just as you kind of sit in a chair if you like really really slump and then mm. try and look up to the ceiling it's really difficult mm. but then if you sit up really straight and then look up to the ceiling it's easier right so there's clearly some advantages to being in a better position and posture mm. Which are easy to just check for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I mean i I do it loads of times with the with that the slump test. Mm-hmm. You know, slump, put your arms above your head, how hard was it? Actually it was quite hard. Sit really straight, mm-hmm. put your arms above your head, how much easier is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels easier. It's not challenging to show mm-hmm. people the, the effect of posture. Um but we're not self aware, so mm-hmm. that it does become a tricky thing. Um But then from a cycling perspective, half the battle would be then, you know, here's my bike, let me get set up. That is, yeah,
1: that's a massive thing.
0: That's then, that's your field. Yeah. But, so here's my question then. The people who are doing the bike setup, how aware are they of optimal posture?
1: I've not met many that are. Right. It's a bit like the PT thing. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was maybe they're interested in it and then they they found out that the route in is not actually that difficult. Yeah. So to become one is not difficult, yeah. but to be to be a true one is, is difficult. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually why I kind of stepped away from it. Yes. Because my understanding of the human body was not enough and I realized that I could be pushing people um, into injury or into problems and things like that and I was just not prepared at the time to kind of really delve into that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In in doing, I realised how how small my knowledge was.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, how how do we become more aware of posture? I think maybe there there's uh you know you might be able to look out for certain indicators when you're exercising. So, breathing mm. is probably one of the most obvious. Mm. You know, if you're if you're if you're slumped, if you're compressing mm. down through the uh diaphragm and the abdominal region you know the lungs aren't going to be able to expand quite mm. so much so yeah you yeah. know you might be finding that you're having trouble in the extremes of mm. you know you and your breath work's not working for you mm, how good is your posture right now and and inevitably if you've been working really hard you know let's say you've done a climb or something mm. your posture is going to change in that mm. moment because of the stress so then when you come out the other side readjust mm. you know um yeah it's something you people have to work on without a doubt
1: and it's a slow thing as well like fixing a posture is not really an overnight thing even if you go to like a chiropractor and they clicked you the body kind of wants to go back to where it was so just by doing one day of one exercise to correct a posture is not going to correct it like it's a fairly lengthy process isn't it
0: um it can be quicker than you think oh okay cool okay that's great that's Um, great news (laughs) It just requires a little bit of effort. Okay. So, you know, the example there of, uh, you know, going to the chiropractor or osteopath, getting some adjustment. Yep. So, they're going to be, for want of a better description, let's say they're aligning your body. Mm. So, they're putting you into a better position than when you walked in. Mm-hmm. So, the trick there would be is right like, now you're in a good position. Mm-hmm. Now, do some exercises that reinforce that position mm-hmm. and, and visit those regularly mm-hmm. more than you visit the chiropractor or the osteopath. Mm-hmm. So, so now you're training your body into into the correct position, um, for sure. Some people who've, let's say they've they've uh, had poor posture for a, an extended period of time, mm-hmm. you literally may have to kind of manhandle them into what good posture feels like.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah.
0: And and then again, they just need to visit that regularly so it stops feeling so weird. Okay. Well, my yeah. head, my head should be here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I know that feels weird right now. Mm-hmm. That's where you should be. So, you know, visit that daily, mm-hmm. so that it starts to feel more natural.
1: Okay. Cool. Ah, oh, sweet. So- you
0: know, it's cheekbone over collarbone. Okay. So if you dropped a, a plumb line from mm. your cheekbone, it should hit your collarbone.
1: Oh wow! So everyone is forward heading. <laughs>
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh well. Okay, I I even need to work on that then.
0: Yeah, a forward head is very very common. It's just how far is the mm. forward head. Okay. Yeah. And it, and again, it's kind of inevitable with our life. Mm. You know, we we sit a massive amount. We've mm. got technology that encourages our head down. Mm-hmm. Uh we work out in positions that encourage our head down. Mm. And the head is heavy, so mm. it's always going to fall it towards the ground. Mm. So, so the longer you can keep it right on top of the the spine, mm-hmm. then the then the better.
1: The less work everything else has to do to actually keep it up as well, because mm-hmm. then the skeleton's just doing what it's there for. Precisely. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Huh. Um, and and you know perhaps you have to take you know in, in in your workouts or when you're cycling or whatever you're doing, you kind of have to say to yourself, okay, for the next twenty minutes, half an hour whatever I'm doing is going to be a postural exercise.
1: Okay.
0: Setting me into the mm. right position. Um, I, I think a nice uh teaching point for good posture, not only about the cheekbone over the collarbone, people talk about shoulders, mm-hmm. shoulder slump mm-hmm. and those kind of things. That's a big one. Yeah. And... It's quite common for a health professional or even just people in general to sort of make the comment, "I'll oh, get your shoulders back. Mm. It's a terrible instruction because mm. it doesn't work. Um, no. Nope. <laughs> no. A better instruction is to lift the rib cage. Yes. So you don't worry about mm. what the shoulder is doing at all. Don't mm. even think about that. Just think about where your rib cage is mm. and just lift the sternum up a little bit. Mm. Put a gap between your nipple and your navel. Mm-hmm. And that, that works massively at both head posture and shoulder position.
1: Gotcha. Because again, you're just tilting yeah. things back to where they should be. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, just elongating the body a little bit.
1: Because mm, we're compressing it constantly.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Really, okay.
1: That's nice and easy. People yep. can do that. Yeah. People should start doing that.
0: People should start doing that. Um, another nice, easy thing that will tell you maybe how bad your posture is is if you just lay flat on the floor. Yep. No no pillow, nothing under your head. You know, when you just rest there, mm. is your chin higher than your forehead?
1: Should it be? No. Okay. <clears throat> what's that telling me? If it is, what's it telling
0: yeah, you? Yeah, so it's just telling you how driven you are into a forward head posture.
1: Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, so muscles naturally relaxing because you're lying on the floor, still driving that position yeah. kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Interesting, and, and also, if you can imagine, um, so I'll oh, no no video here. So turning side on to Chris. So as people slump, yep, right. If the head was fixed mm. as you slump, you'd end up looking down, right? Yep. So you've got a crane up, yep, to look forward. So then, when you lay
1: flat on the floor, ah, uh, okay, cool, yep, right, makes sense. Yeah. So
0: so the muscles are driven into that mm. position. So if you lay flat on the floor and just allow yourself to relax, you'll find, if you find that your chin Mm. is kind of pointing towards the ceiling, you know there's an imbalance in there or there's there's a posture that Mm. needs correcting. So yeah, it should be kind of relatively tucked when you lay flat.
1: Okay. Yeah. So how would someone work on it if their chin is higher than forehead?
0: Yes, I mean... You can just work on it in that position. Oh. So laying flat on the floor and just gently tucking mm-hmm. the chin so that it is below the height of the forehead. And then just and, and just hold. Okay. Like don't do it so it's strenuous. Mm. But just hold in there, breathe, relax. Mm. You know, put time under tension. Mm-hmm. Do it for a minute, do it for two minutes, do it for five minutes. So that you're just conditioning the body. And then when you stand, mm-hmm. try and mimic that again. Okay. Yep. So we're not after obviously you're not looking to get your spine like completely flat mm. against the floor mm. but it's not what we're focusing on. You can still keep curves. Yes. But yeah, just a
1: we're just focusing on the head. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, a chin tuck, a lifted rib cage.
1: So, it's a great starting point. Keeps the doctor away.
0: <laughs> but you know, with that as an instruction, how do you carry that over to cycling?
1: You can um you can length you can sort of like you say, like elongate the mm. distance between the, the nipple and the um belly button on a bike. Yeah. It does drive the pelvis a little bit further round and then you're you're potentially sitting on an area that you might not have conditioned because of your poor posture. Yes. So then I imagine a lot of people would be like, no, this is uncomfortable. I can't do it. Yeah. But the performance benefit is almost instant because of the deeper breath. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden you're like, oh, but I'm going faster. Mm. So it just comes down to, a, like you said, a training thing. Yeah. So you would start to train the, the body into that position. Well, it's what I've been trying since you said it to me a little while ago. Um, And yeah, I just did 100 miles. So I think it's working. Um, 100 miles felt good. Like it felt great.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, the, there's part of the argument sometimes is that um, the body might adapt to a given exercise mm-hmm. for an optimal position in the exercise, mm. but that won't look like optimal posture. Mm. So it, it sometimes it's about finding that happy balance between, mm. okay, like, uh, let's say I do, you know, seven hours of cycling a week. Mm. Well, I need to probably do, if not the same amount of good postural work. Mm to try and counteract it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it it's always that question of like okay, what what do I spend m- more of my time doing or positions in mm-hmm. and how can I rebalance that then with exercises or yes. you know conditioning yes. patterns. You know um yeah there's there's plenty of sports where you look at their their sporting posture mm-hmm. and you're like th- that's pretty awful for just a standard body. Yes. for just a human to be wandering around being healthy.
1: Yep. But then I guess they don't... Well, you'd hope they don't wander around that when not in exercise. Mm. So when they step away from the Mm -hmm. platform or the Mm -hmm. equipment or whatever, Mm. they're like back to normal human.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes what you'll see is um, someone who... Let's say they're being interviewed Mm. and have really poor posture. Mm. But when they're in their sport, everything wakes up Mm -hmm. and their posture becomes better.
1: So neurologically Mm. trained. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, typically sort of... um, fighters can have terrible postures mm. pelvis is all tucked under mm. shoulders rounded off heads in a weird position mm. you know and so it's great for the sport mm. but are you in an optimal position for the body possibly not and it, mm. it's just that payoff it's like a risk versus gain thing
1: mm. yeah hopefully they make enough money that they can then spend the rest of their lives yeah. counteracting yep. that sort of thing yep yeah if you look at some mma fighters like the the whole arm is kind of twisted in and round, even yeah. in a normal standing posture. Yeah. But that they fight standing, so it kind of makes sense. Yep. But yeah, to throw a punch, the the shoulders do round in. Yep. Looks horrible. Yeah. But effective. <laughs>
0: but effective if you want to, mm. if that's your sport. yeah, yeah,
1: that's what you're doing.
0: So yeah, there's always like a payoff, and you know, uh, people always assume that if they've got poor posture, then then pain mm. is an indicator that they're in the wrong place. But that's not always the case either. Mm. You don't have yeah. to have pain. Yeah, yeah.
1: I know loads of people that have terrible postures that have no pain, Mm -hmm. so they don't associate their posture with being bad Mm -hmm. because they're waiting for the pain to then do something about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: And obviously uh, you can get like um, neurological uh, issues down through the arms and fingertips, like, you know, circulatory issues um, with poor posture.
1: Is that because you're shutting, like you're basically like pinching pathways? (laughs) Yeah, pathways. blood, yeah, yeah. So you're just ever so slightly pinching it, yeah, because the the joint is not as open as it was designed to be.
0: Yeah, and and also that the joint isn't moving. Yeah, it's a bit like you know if you just sit on your hand for ten minutes, yep. and you then get off your hand, it's going to be a bit numb. So mm-hmm. if, if you've been in a given posture for an extended period of time, stuff gets a bit numb because mm-hmm. it's not moved. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, like that's why it's possible to be uncomfortable on a couch mm-hmm. because eventually you're you're in that position for so long, the body's like. Yeah, but I need some fresh blood. I need some movement. I need some stimulus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. absolutely.
0: And it's tiring as well. It's, it's weird, you know. Yeah, because sit, you're sitting doing nothing. is tiring. Yep. You get up and move around and go, damn, I need to sit down again. Mm. <laughs> I'm tired.
1: Is it tiring? Or is that the body just kind of going down a gear, if that makes any sense? So the body's like, I definitely know there's not going to be any strenuous exercise today. So I don't need to be... As go, like going like as I normally would. So I'm trying to think about how to phrase
0: this. No, no, yeah, yeah, you're phrasing it. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I don't know actually.
1: Kind of like the body's like ah,
0: like yeah, yeah. You've turned me down mm. to an
1: eight. Yeah, kind of like it's it's slowing the metabolism. It's slowing everything because it knows that you're going to be in this kind of homeostasis. Like yeah, um, I
0: think I think the research very... sort of suggests that it's uh, it's just those positions are fatiguing mm. on the body because okay. you're not sort of truly uh, resting, mm. okay. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You're you- still actively mm.
1: doing stuff. Yeah. And I guess it's not. It's also not a biomechanically good position to be in for a long period of time. Yeah. So yeah, it's, you're going to need some muscles to hold you up. Yep. Where if it was biomechanically accurate or true, yeah, the body would just like literally just slot in. Yeah, yeah. You could just be there forever. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. What else you got? What are the nuggets? Well,
0: <laughs> what are the nuggets? Hopefully they're like covered with chocolate, right? A raisin, like a or a Brazil nut covered with chocolate. That's, yeah, I'd
1: consider that a nugget. Yeah, I was thinking more like a chicken nugget. I'm a little bit hungry.
0: Well, <laughs> well actually, so talking of food, um, sort of two days on the trot. Uh, I was in the same building, which is unusual to be two days on the spot in the same building. And uh, the first comment was, oh, you don't eat rubbish. And I went, pardon? Like, I wasn't even part of the conversation, but I was in the room and it was like, oh, you don't eat rubbish, do you? Like, what's the, What's the question here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would what? you like one of these? Ah, oh, okay. No, no, I don't want one. Thanks. And then the very next day was, do you want one of these to keep your energy up? Right. Wow. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm good. And, and obviously that sentiment, that sentence, do you want one of these to keep your energy up, kind of got my little brain going. I wonder if they're just saying that because they know that that's ironic and it doesn't keep your energy up. Yeah. Or do they believe actually it will keep my energy up mm. being a sweet, sugary little mm. snack thing? So that got my, my, my little brain kind I, of firing I, yeah. up.
1: Yeah, I think more people think it will keep your energy yeah. up. Because it's sugar. So if, if I give the system sugar, yeah. then surely it's going to it's gonna give me fuel. Mm-hmm. And it does. It does. But depending on the type of sugar it will depend on how quickly and how long that fuel lasts.
0: Yes. And the subsequent fall. Yes. Fall from... There's always a trade-off, right? Always a trade-off. <sighs> I hate the trade-off. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, people don't think about it. I made the mistake of accidentally buying some terrible American candy that, tastes incredible nice um and i i ate a little bit too much of it in a single setting and i felt the effects of it for like three days wow like a lethargic kind of mm-hmm. the system did like my body did some work to process that stuff yeah either to just to process it or get it out or whatever yeah but yeah for like three days following I, yeah, yeah horrible yeah and i was like it's well, not worth it
0: so i mean i think that raises like two really interesting points because i imagine that there might be some people who listen to that and go three days Mm. who who are you kidding Mm. first and foremost like you're crazy Mm. um so it's worth saying that he's not crazy (laughs) i hope not (laughs) (laughs) you know typically a healthy body Mm. so i'll 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 highlight that word a healthy body um can take up to seventy two hours to process something. Mm. So you put it in your mouth, mm-hmm. it can it can have a physiological effect mm-hmm. for seventy-two hours mm-hmm. in a healthy body. Mm-hmm. Uh, unhealthy bodies may be longer. Mm. So whatever you're consuming today <laughs> will have an effect on you, positive or negative. Yeah. For, you know, at least seventy two hours. Mm.
1: I think people only really can think about things like that when it comes to foods like curries. Mm. They'll be like, oh, no, I can't have a curry because in like a couple days, mm-hmm. I can't be needing the loo kind of thing. And you're like, okay. Mm. So you've considered the, the poor health effect of a curry, yeah. but you haven't considered the poor health effect of any other food. Of yeah, anything else. Because yeah. it does not make you hang on to the big white toilet. Yeah. The
0: big white <laughs> toilet. The big white throne. <laughs> yeah.
1: Unless you're lucky enough to still have a green or a pink one. Um, <laughs> they were quite big in this country during the 60s and 70s yes they were yes what an abomination to the eyes <laughs> yes
0: yeah
1: um, but it's, it, it's, it is interesting that people they make that assumption for some stuff but not for everything
0: mm. what was this chocolate you need to tell me now
1: it wasn't chocolate oh. it was and um, you said Willy, candy yeah you Willy said- Wonka nerds
0: oh okay yeah.
1: They're amazing (laughs) because they're almost like a little bit sherbety. So when you initially, yeah, but those are not um, the original nerds. Those are like new nerds. Those are, they're right. They're pretty good. Um, but the original nerd is um, a hard candy. Yeah. It's tiny. Don't read the instructions, man. It comes from America. Yes. Yeah, so um, so this,
0: <laughs> that's a great point. So you know. So here's a here's a, a sweet for one of a you know to the English audience. A sweet. It is a not sweet. not a candy, but you know, you never know. We might have some American listeners. Yeah. Um, and the the first ingredient
1: is dextrose.
0: So yes. it's not even sugar. No. <laughs>
1: It's a type of sugar, though.
0: You know, like like, sugar doesn't even come until the third ingredient. <laughs> At least it's in there. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: At least it's not one of those ones where it's like, oh, yeah, 100% natural or, like, 100% sugar, and it's like, but there's no sugar. Yeah, there's no sugar.
0: Yeah, so I, have sugar. I, I'm, not, I'm not really surprised that your body was kind of reeling a little bit from this kind of stuff. Neither am I. Yeah. But again, you see, this is where we don't have to go all out with our health choices, mm-hmm. changes. Mm-hmm. Like we can just go, oh, do you know what? That's not a great option mm-hmm. for me. I'll find something that's a little better. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this one's just...
1: Yep, one less ingredient. Yeah, one less ingredient. And that one less ingredient will actually have a massive effect. Yeah. The only reason I bought them was because literally I was kind of like, I was buying some petrol and I saw them and I was a bit like, oh, and I haven't had uh, those for ages. Impulse buy. Yeah. Classic. Um I haven't had those for ages. Oh, those are good. Yeah. And then that whole thing of oh, I haven't had these for ages. Started eating them, and I was before I knew it, I was like, box is gone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just ate way too much sugar. <laughs> I knew it as well. It was late. But again, yeah. <laughs> But again, this is this is part of the problem
0: with uh confectionery in general. Is mm. is that it doesn't satisfy? Mm-mm. So you can consume mm. the lot, mm. you know. Because your body's just going, I, 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 I sense sweet. Mm. Where's the nutrition? At? Mm. I keep going because I, mm. I know nutrition's coming at some point. So just keep piling in. <laughs> Damn, the box is empty.
1: On to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, still looking for that mm-hmm. that fix. So I'll go get the crisps. Mm. I'll go get the chocolate. I'll go get the yeah. Where if you just had that piece of fruit, yeah. you get the sweet and yeah. the nutritional hit of the fibre and yeah. stuff.
0: It's well. like it's like why, you know a, a party food buffet is awful because normally it's really cheap food. So you have something savoury, which doesn't satisfy. So then you go to something sweet, and that doesn't Mm. satisfy. So then you're back to savoury. So you just spend (laughs) however many hours bouncing between (laughs) crap sweet and then crap savoury foods, kind of going, I'm not hungry, Mm.
1: but I still have a desire to eat. Is that the same with a Chinese takeaway? (laughs) Is that why I can eat like three plates of a Chinese takeaway, but I can only normally eat like a plate of normal food?
0: You you cannot consume (laughs) enough MSG. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the brain can just like a sponge it's tasty it works
1: <laughs> Koreans love it yeah it's good stuff it is good stuff not, it's not good for you I'm not sure it's good good for um, you yeah, not found in nature no but it makes makes food taste better if you need it you should probably shouldn't be eating the food yeah yeah. If you if you need a chemical like that to make your food taste better, yeah. You need to change how you're cooking your food.
0: Yeah. So, um let's just quickly swing back to why like a short sugary snack isn't good for keeping your energy up. Um for those that might
1: not know. Okay, for those that might not know. So, um the body's going to deal with that sugar as it deals with everything, it's going to process it. But the problem is because that sugar's probably going to be very poor quality man-made sugar the body's going to deal with it very quickly. So it's going to hit the bloodstream incredibly fast, which is great if you need energy there and then. Mm -hmm. The only problem is the come down from that sugar. Mm -hmm. And I'll use that word because it is a bit like a come down from a drug. Yeah. If you haven't had it for a long time. Yeah. So if you have it all the time, you won't realize the come down. But if you haven't had it for a while, you'll feel it. You come down off the sugar Mm -hmm. because that was an unnatural amount of spike. Yeah. So the body has to re-regulate. So it's going to release some insulin. It's going to release loads of other chemicals into you to deal with that. Excuse me. And that is, that's hard work. That is hard work. And so the body's going to be a little bit drained from that. And then the other problem is you should never have a carb without a protein. And unfortunately, that really nice sugary treat, no matter how you want to swing it, mm. is more a carb than anything else on the food table. Yeah. So that means in a perfect world, you should have that with some protein. And I imagine even if you had that terrible man-made sugar with a little bit of protein, that you probably might not come down.
0: It's going to buffer it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that is why.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, the, the you know, for one of a better description, the body's always searching for like this a perfect level of blood sugar. Mm. But it sits within a fine... Mm. Uh, range and we can easily mm. like you say spike it mm. above that range so when it goes above the range the body says i oh, know too much mm. i'll spike it back down mm. relative to the spike mm. that came up but it normally drives it below the optimal mm. and then your body's going oh i feel like i need some sugar again to get mm. my blood back you know blood sugars back to the right place mm. uh, spike again mm. and then yeah yeah you're, you're yo-yoing so absolutely if you can do something to soften the spike mm. normally in the way of fat or protein
1: mm. ha- happy days
0: mm. yeah you're starting to win
1: slightly different choice mm-hmm. that will impact you massively yeah and that's what we're here for those here. little nuggets nugget <laughs> might have to rename this podcast
0: <laughs> that's so the brazil nut with a bit of chocolate around it it's like the perfect is probably not perfect but
1: Maybe that's why my dad likes them so much.
0: Fat protein, bit of chocolate.
1: Yeah. It it might except for the chocolate is normally horrendous on them. It, yeah. If, if they use good chocolate, I think that would be my go-to. Yeah. Because actually, it's the perfect amount of kind of crunch, no crunch. Yeah, it that's actually a great snack. Yeah. With a little bit of biltong on the side.
0: Ooh.
1: Though you're not the biggest biltong fan. Uh,
0: no, because.
1: The stuff they put on it. The stuff
0: they put on it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like your chocolate covered, you know, <laughs> Brazil nuts. It's not. Yeah, they use terrible salt stuff and stuff like I, that. Well. If I can find you some nice organic. Like, let's do it clean. Organic biltong. Yeah. Would you be all over that? All over it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because just biltong and biltong and a beer while you're watching some sport has got to be one of the sort of great things in life pl- i think a pleasure in life <laughs> it's great and then you just spend the next couple of days farting really badly <laughs> <laughs> oh but then you shouldn't just have a protein by itself either no but then it so but the fat in the meat isn't is the is, is, is fat in the meat enough to counteract the protein issue
0: uh no so so what what you your sort of analogy there of a beer Mm. and some biltong Mm. right so so that's not a bad combo right because you're getting all the sugar out of the alcohol but then you're having you know some real kind of fat protein Mm. to help buffer it a little bit so whilst that's not you know a great way to live your life (laughs) what's for lunch (laughs) beer and a biltong um (laughs) but if you're trying to make healthier Mm. decisions you're like Mm. okay i still want a beer Mm. how can i protect myself a little bit hydrate beforehand you know yeah. you're going out for a beer or whatever yeah. tonight yeah. and hey have, have a kind of fat snack mm. along the side
1: maybe so South Africans are right yeah because I was getting a little bit worried you were like insulting a nation then <laughs> when you were like beer and Biltong is not a good it's not a good meal choice but be careful because I imagine that's a lot of people's meal choice <laughs> uh,
0: yeah and there's beer and there's beer right again mm. there's always there's always mm. a, a choice that can be made mm about how how good or negative it's effects are.
1: I wonder if this is why so many um microbreweries and like smaller breweries have actually like blown up. I suspect so. Yes, there was the supply issue at the beginning of covid, yeah. but I think a lot of people are becoming a little bit more conscious about what they're consuming. Maybe mm. at home they're a bit like, I'll have this, I'm going to drink a beer, mm. let's make it a nice one. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as they go back to somewhere, they I don't know. Are are people too quick to then give up that healthy choice when they go somewhere because say you go somewhere to a pub yeah. and you're like oh it's going to be great they're going to have a nice beer and then you get there and they don't necessarily have the best beer in town yeah. but you're like I've come this far like so many people would be like I'll still have the beer mm. mm-hmm. then not have the beer mm. mm-hmm. but they, again at some point we'll talk about the the backward steps that you're taking by going to the gym say five days a week and then going on a bender one night a week yeah which sounds counterintuitive, but you might as well just skip the gym. Yep. Yeah, give yourself the time back during the week. Like, if you're going to go on a bender, yeah. just skip the gym. Mm. But we'll talk about that more in depth another time.
0: <laughs> for sure. I see your uh, coffee cup is empty.
1: Time for a refill, then.
0: Let's go get it.
1: right.